Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and joining us on the show are Michael and Trevor of InLight Fitness, coming to you from Ferndale, California. Gentlemen, how are you today? What's going on? We're doing good. Doing good. Doing good. I'm excited to hear. I'm excited to get an insider look into this business and, and what it is that you guys do. Before we venture off into that discussion, context is key here. And so give us an idea of, of what InLight Fitness is in general. How do you describe what this gym is about? Um, I'll, I'll, I'll start a little bit. Uh, the, the name itself, InLight Fitness, that came from my partner, Trevor. And uh, he was uh, thinking about um, more like a, uh, how fitness makes you feel. And so a little tagline that goes along with it is let your inner light shine. And so that's the kind of our feeling uh, about fitness. It's, it's something that's for everybody. Uh, you're not too young, you're not too old. And uh, we're just open to, uh, to, the, to the community. Okay. And so this is designed to be a resource for the community, right? To help people in a number of different ways, not just physically, but it sounds like it's bigger than that. Walk us back to, to when this idea started formulating in your head. When was it, when did we officially open the doors? So let's start there. Well, we live in a um, super small uh, community in uh, Northern California, way up behind the uh, Redwood Curtain, um, pretty close to the Oregon border. Uh, so our goal was, or my goal, and Michael, we have the same goal basically, is to serve our community and to reach out and just to bloom where we've been planted. Michael and I are fifth or sixth generation Ferndale people and we love our community and we are both pretty darn passionate about fitness and um, what it does for the human body. Sure. And so we thought, well, maybe we could do something here in town. We're teachers and um, maybe we can do something more to reach the people and just show them or help them with um, all the benefits that it has done for us throughout our lives. Um, so we thought, well, maybe we can open a little place. And uh, you know, that was 2009. And we rolled the dice and we did, and um, it's been great. Yeah. It's been a lot of work, but it's been, it's been fun, a great journey. Anybody that's able to, to stick around since 2009 or, or even this length of time must be doing something right. Average gyms are, are in and out of the industry in three to four years. So you guys are, are well beyond that traditional timeline. When you guys set out, are, are you in the same facility that you opened up in now? No, we, we started uh, in a facility that was right dead center on Main Street in Ferndale. And it just happened to be a location that, happened, that, was, that was open at the time. And uh, because previously to that, we were both working out in the one gym that was here in Ferndale and we had even kind of, and we had looked into actually purchasing that, but that, uh, that, that fell through and it went to a, another person, which in the long run was, was great for us because we would have just been buying someone else's not very good equipment. 
you know, yeah. just to get ourselves started. So we just uh, continued on and we found a space and we, uh, yeah, we found a space and we just uh, started cleaning it up and, and filling it up with, uh, we got in contact with Precore. So we were probably there for, um, I don't know, five or six years, but it was a lease type of thing. And a new person came in and actually purchased the building and wanted us out. And so they were actually bought, bought our lease from us and we were able to uh, move to a better facility actually. Okay, and so that's the facility you're in now, correct? Yes. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about the facility. How many, what's the, what's the square footage? Is it one big open room? Do we have multiple divided sections? What does it look like if I were to walk through the doors? Yeah, I know Kyle was asking about the square footage. I don't really know what it is. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, a, it's kind of a, it's a much better setup than our other, our other place was pretty unique because it, it did, uh, it was kind of separated a little bit. We had our cardio area, studio area, and then the way back we had like our, our weights and stuff like this. But um, this place here is like a nice big tall long rectangle. And so we're able to uh, still have our cardio and our weights on the sides with a turf running down the middle and in a studio area that we can divide with a curtain that we have because we also offer yoga and so they like to uh, curtain that off. Understood, okay. And, and so for, for clarity here, the model of this is based on memberships, right? People are paying a fee, coming and using the facility at their own, but we also have yoga. Do you guys have anything beyond the yoga? Is there personal training? Is there group training? Is there anything like this? Yeah, we, we offer personal training to anybody you know, who, who wants it. Um, but we do um, also uh, functional fitness uh, classes is, is kind of our, our model. And then also uh, in, the, in the past, we used to work with ki uh, kids quite a bit and do, doing speed training. And, and, and that was very popular too. Yeah. And, and so we've had a number of other services throughout your time. I think it's worthwhile to touch on being in California and, and the last two and a half years of operations probably being a little bit different than the previous seven before that, how do your membership numbers now compare to where they were 2019 or so? Um, we were probably up a few, actually, uh, when we kind of reopened uh, after the closing of through the pandemic and everything. Uh, we actually have got quite a few uh, people who I, you know, don't really even know, you know, they might be new to the community or they're just, uh, you know, want, want to start being part of the, part of the gym. So, so yeah. our, our membership is probably up a little bit. Okay. Do you guys do any kind of advertising or, or how are we finding these new people? I guess is the greater question. You know, we, uh, we're in a town with about 1,300 people. So when we first started, we, uh, we did a few radio spots with a local uh, radio station, and we ran that for a while. But um, we're in such a small little community that it's mostly word of mouth. Um, uh, we don't do a lot of advertising, or actually, we do no advertising. It's mostly word of mouth. 
And um, we have been born and raised in this town, so we know pretty much everybody. Um, so yeah, we, we really don't advertise. It's mostly word of mouth, and that's kind of our model. Okay, and so it's yeah. been word of mouth. Do you guys have room for growth in the facility? We do, we do. We're always looking, you know, it's great to have new members sign up, but we're not actively recruiting people or um, we just, you know, answer the phones and talk to people if they're interested in signing up. Um, but our model is really different than your corporate fitness place. Um, people want to sign up, that's great. We try to encourage, we try to role model. We're both, Michael's a cyclist, I'm a runner. So we're out running and cycling a lot um, in a visible space um on the roads so people see our active lifestyles and uh you know we hope that um through conversations or just through actively modeling that uh, they'll sign up so it's a very low aggressive model when it comes to bringing new people in i see honest. and so you are the billboards right we're, exactly. we're attracting yeah. some new members um and, and so it sounds like to me, and, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, it sounds like to me that this isn't a financial need to bring people in, right? This is somewhat, we're okay with growth come what may. Is that is that somewhat the mentality? Yeah, we are hoping to, uh, you know, to one day, you know, bring home a little bit of money uh, from the business. But what one thing we've been able to do is that we've been able to keep our equipment current. And we're just in the process right now of, of uh, replacing all of our cardio equipment. And we've been able to add uh, pieces along the way. Uh, we got like an assault runner and assault bike that we've added here uh, just uh, recently. And so, and then we also have a little business car that we we're, you know, a, we were able to, to, to purchase. So, you know, we feel pretty successful just being able to do that, whether we're bringing uh, money home in our pocket or not. Sure. And, and I think it's important to recognize that even the most financially successful businesses, typically it's not a gym owner drinking mimosas on the beach and driving a Ferrari. Typically it is reinvested into the facility in some capacity like that. Um, and I think it's, it's also important to note that for a facility like this, out willing and with the goal of helping the community, we can help a lot. Like money is money is a really, really great way to solve a lot of issues. And we can help a lot of people if we have more money available. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so as you guys look to the future, Michael, you sort of alluded to it already. What's the longer term goal? with this business? Where do you see this thing going? Uh, like, I think my end of it, I, I feel we have our, uh, our community is an aging community. Uh, we have a lot of retired people and people move here from other areas. You know, maybe they, they have visited before they re retired and then they come through and they think, wow, this is someplace that I want to, I want to be, you know, I want to retire in. So, I would like to uh, kind of build on that and uh, get some of the aging population uh, in here. Uh, you know, I don't want to start necessarily at ground zero. I'd like to work with seniors who just want to continue their active lifestyle. Um, and so, you know, we, we do have a, a few 
people who have who are part of the community and they have retired and they were part of the gym when we very first opened and I I've told them over and over you are going to be so happy when you retire that you have kept your body the way it is instead of waiting till after you retire oh man now it's time to take take care of myself and uh you know they're they're doing great and they're in their late 60s and early 70s yep and, they, so and they come in and they come in and do these uh, functional fitness workouts and yeah and they yeah they they can't say more about them you know and so that's the the demographic that you think will be sort of the target as you guys move forward is somewhat of the older population yeah yeah and, and so personally for the two of you guys do you think at any point this will become more of a, a full-time pursuit for you um well i mean i know that uh, like i say I'm, i have another year and then i'll retire um i do want to uh you know continue my own active lifestyle so um i'll you know it, it'll kind of wait and kind of wait and see you know like right now you know uh doing classes and um you know having the yoga will just uh it'll be kind of a wait and see type of thing. Sure. And Trevor? Yeah, um, I, I'm a little bit younger than Michael. It would be my goal. I'm, I'm such a simple mind. I would like to make sure this place is still operating and running when I'm 95. That's kind of my simple goal. Yeah. And to me, that means where we have enough members to keep the doors open. Yeah, it would be great if we, uh, we thrived and we added a couple hundred members, which we could possibly do. Um, but I just want to make sure the service is always open to our community. Um, we're both really community-based people, but it would be great to also that um, if the financial end was, you know, if we had more members and made a little bit more to complement or supplement our yeah. retirements, you know, so. Sure. It sounds silly anyway. to say, but I've never met somebody who's not okay with making more money, right? Yeah. If it comes, right, that's okay, mm -hmm. right? Um, and, and so right. I, I think what you do, are doing is important. Go ahead, Michael. I interrupted you. I was just going to say, like Trevor said before, our community is only about like 1,300 people or so. And we, we live uh, across the river what we, you know, from, from the nearest other community, which is really only about you know, 10 minutes away or so. But one thing that we've learned is really you're only going to really draw from our own community uh, because this really has to do a lot with convenience. People might, you know, even though they might live only 10, 15 minutes away, after a little while, they say, man, I just, I'm just not getting there. I'm just not getting there. And it really does have to do with the convenience. And that's what we found with our uh, advertising. We were, you know, kind of preaching to the choir. We weren't necessarily reaching, you know, beyond, you know, our own community. And our own community kind of already knew about us. And so... That's that's kind of what I what I see as far as uh, getting more and more members. It's really just going to be from from our own community. Got it. All right. Well, guys, I think that's a pretty good place to begin to wrap up our conversation. But I want to give the microphone back to you for a moment and tell people where they could learn a little bit more about this. Do you guys have a website or do we have social media or, or where can people find out more about this business? Um, we do not have, well, we do, but it's not a, a very advanced website. We have, um, 
social media Instagram that we do some posts posting on. And that's okay. basically it, I think. Yeah, we probably should really work on that part, but. Um, and we have some, uh, well, one guy in particular, he's, he's really savvy and he has, uh, you know, he's reached out and said, hey man, I, can, I think I can help you get going on this. And, and he'll post, you know, he'll, he'll post things of you know some of his own workouts and things like that and that you know where he's at and and what a great place this is and you know we kind of we kind of get a little bit of that sure and so to be determined on on the website but at least we have facebook and instagram so check out in light fitness and connect with michael and trevor on those platforms gentlemen i've had a blast having this kind of conversation i think it's always important to keep in perspective where we are and the strengths that we have, but also the things that we know that we can improve on as well. And so I appreciate you both touching on both sides of that. I can't thank you enough for your time. I'm excited to see what this ends up looking like for you here as we move forward. And I wish you nothing but the best guys. All right. Thanks thank for you. having us. Thank you. Absolutely. To everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us, to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lord's out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer and make more money, Head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'm your host, Austin Montero, and today we're joined by Ed Sundberg of Elite Fitness Personal Training in Rochester, New York. Ed, how are we doing, man? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. You got it, brother. Thank you for coming on. Uh, Monday morning, right? I'm sure we've already had some sessions in the books and a lot of stuff going on at the business. So let's dive in, man. Elite Fitness Personal Training, you guys opened back in 2008, so... About 14 years at this point, which is pretty awesome. So congrats on that, man. One. Oh, thank you. You got it, dude. Let's go back in time, right? So 2007, 2008, you're thinking about opening this gym. Where was your mindset then as far as like a goal for you from a business sense as to why you want to open the gym? So I was always really into sports and fitness, wellness, working out. Uh, the thought of going to an office every day really wasn't very appealing. No. <laughs> And if you can have a job where you get to wear shorts every day, I figured let's give it a shot. Yeah. So that was the original mindset back in the day. You know, I was the same way, man. If I can, uh, the office job ain't for me. And uh, if we can uh, make money doing something we love, fitness, training others, I'm like, awesome, right? And uh, Completely. Which is great, man. So before we get into what you do day in and day out over the past 14 years here, I want to talk about your space. So I think it's pretty unique for your model, right? So uh Got a, a big space, 6,000 plus square feet there in Rochester. Talk to us about maybe the evolution of your spaces and like where you are now and kind of why you chose that. For sure. So we started out just, it was just me, 1,000 square foot room, seven yep. pieces of equipment, doing training appointments all day long. Really was kind of capped at how many 
hours right. you can work in a day. Right. I certainly wanted to expand. Um, as I started to realize, hey, I, you can make more money if you build a nice spot for people. Yeah. I really went for it, got a huge old warehouse, fixed it up to be modern, up to date, and started just buying pieces of equipment as I went to fill the space. Yeah, nice. And now you're in over 6,000 square feet, right? So kind of led with revenue, grew over time, which is uh, obviously a really good sound approach. When you went to this big space, why go from 1,000 to 6,000? What was the reasoning behind the space you have now? Well, I was really location driven. So I yeah. had to be in that same location just within you know a couple minute radius from where I started. I didn't want to lose any clients. Right. Right. With move-in, I had always rented to one other person in the past. I really focused on learning the equipment, what equipment is good, what equipment could be valuable, what equipment could be either traded or resold for value in the future. And that's where I started gearing my business towards the more and nicer equipment I could get to really not to compete with these, with these big box gyms, but to have the same stuff they have sure. started to really become my goal. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. And then you can, uh, obviously have good coaching surrounded by the equipment kind of best of both worlds right i always say like like i compare it to like fixing a car like the mechanic needs the right tool right so our fitness 100%. equipment kind of the same idea for certain bodies we need certain pieces of equipment so if you have the capacity to do that i think that's awesome and obviously a huge asset for your facility there man for sure so with that being said ed uh, let's just talk to the listeners about your actual model you run uh in this in this six thousand square foot space so the model I run, I also, I, I try to get as many revenue sources out of the one brick and mortar location as possible. So not only do I run my personal training business, me doing one-on-one -on -one appointments, I have the ability to, I rent the studio to other personal trainers looking to run their business. So business owners who want to run their own business, but don't want the startup costs of opening that personal training business. Okay. So they're still employee. They're, they're not employees. They're still they're business owners, but they just subcontract out of my studio. I always kind of explain it like I'm like your landlord, but I also own 130 pieces of fitness equipment as right, well. Right, right. Yeah, no, I hear you, man, for sure. And so why, let's go back in time. Why did you decide to go down that route as opposed to like the W2 route of having, having trainers under you as your employees? Where is your mindset behind because those are the two well, options, have, right? Yeah. Well, the kind of the biggest struggle I face is finding really good trainers that that understand it's a co-op space that still want to work with everybody and make it an awesome, you know, vibe. Right. So what I wanted to do is motivate or find motivated people who want to be in their own business space, yeah. who want all the responsibility, who are full time. It's hard to find that. And this was the best approach to find those types of people. Okay. okay. Very cool. So all your other trainers are full-time, full-time. You have 10 trainers, right? Besides we you. only, yeah, we only allow full-time trainers cool. in the space. It's their full-time job. We, we want it to be a very, you know, it, serious vibe. Everyone's there to, to, it's a, it's a professional atmosphere. I love it. Yeah. That's the word I was looking for, man. Yeah. Professional atmosphere. Coaches that are serious about what they're doing, serious about their craft, about their clients, all that good stuff. Ed, you can hear me, right? I can hear you. All right, so, man, we're a little, little frozen on the screen. No big deal, man. We'll keep rolling. So, uh, yeah, so cool. Appreciate you sharing that uh, message with us now. 
and why you why you have gone down this route and this model. Obviously, working for you guys has been there 14 years, which is great, man. Let's dive into the business now. So, like, how do you market this to get clients in the door? How do you market it to get clients in the door? And how do you market it to get other trainers in the door? So we had a, a website built. We do a lot of search engine SEO. It's called the search engine optimization. So if you type in personal trainer in Rochester, New York or Penfield, New York, we're going to come up in the, in the geared list on the first page. We also try to, you know, great, get great reviews. And really what I try to sell mostly is have people come to the space. When you would compare my space versus other personal training spaces, you're going to see the difference as soon as you walk in. So you're going to see that, big commercial feel with that one-on-one, -on -one, you know, hometown vibe. You know, they see yeah. me, I'm the owner. I'm there every day. I smile at you when you walk in the door yeah. when you're going to see your, your trainer, these other big, big spaces or these small spaces, you're not going to get that. So that's how we, we try. And then word of mouth, mostly we try to get people to have a great experience. The better experience you have, the more people you're going to tell, the more people you're going to say, Hey, you got to give this a shot. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Word of mouth's great for what we do. And like, you have a unique model there. So I think it's uh, obviously really cool to highlight that. Now, are you doing, with your model being personal training, are you guys doing any stuff online as far as like digital advertising, paid advertising, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, that sort of thing? We don't do any paid advertising. Okay. So we yes. do solely organic word of mouth. Yep. I think a, a bonus is I've been around for a long time. Sure, sure. Uh, I also, what, what I, what I really do a lot of as well is I build other facilities for trainers looking to open their own spaces. Nice. So like if you were going to open your own space, you don't have a great knowledge of the equipment and what it will take and moving it and all that. But I have been able to execute that where you hire me to set up this space for you. Yeah. So not only if you don't want to rent from me, that's fine. We can set up your own space for you with equipment, flooring, mirrors, et cetera. So that's uh, like a, almost like a third revenue stream that you have. Uh, exactly. Which is awesome. Yeah. And I was, yeah, I'm always of the type of mind. You want to create as many revenue streams as we can in this industry. There's ups, there's downs, lockdown during the pandemic, all these sort of things. So yeah, really good man to be forward thinking. Now, any reason why to go back to that paid advertising piece, you, you haven't done it as it doesn't fit your model or what's your reason behind that? Anytime I really experienced paying for an ad or something, yeah. I just never got, great return on it it always seemed not worth it versus if i spent right. more time energy and money on doing the things i know i can do well right. i would get a better return whether it's just spending extra time with a client you know mm -hmm. incentivizing them hey here's two free appointments yeah. mention me at work bring a card to work you know bring a friend in with you yeah. is a better use of my resources than paying on a kind of a cold advertisement that you don't, you can't control who sees it. You can't really gear who, who's going to be calling you. Yeah, sure. Agreed, man. It, return on investment has to be there. Obviously, like, you know, we don't want to be wasting money, so to speak. So yeah, I hear you with that, man. Now, Eddie brought up, um, you know, getting people through word of mouth, then using some incentives and referrals and that sort of thing, which is awesome. What well, I say I was to join today. What's like that initial kind of uh, offer or initial experience like for that new client? So you're going to come in, you're going to meet with me. Now I'm going to pair you up with someone who I think is going to be the best fit mm. for you. Okay. So I'm big about, you know, making sure you're going to have a great experience. You might be looking for a female trainer. You might be looking for a, maybe a younger person, an older person. I mean, it's going to be fit to your model and what you're looking for. Nice. So you come in, you'll meet with me. We'll tour the gym. We'll kind of go over some pricing platforms, some pricing strategies for you, some 
frequency, how many times are you going to come in, what's your goals, what do you think you can accomplish, what can't you accomplish, and then I'll pair you up with someone who will be a great fit for you. Each session is about an hour long. Nice. Our number one sales is a package of 10, and that gets you the commitment to keep coming in on your schedule. You've already paid for it. It's going to be the best bang for your buck in terms of cost per hour, and then We'll go over this. The program will be built to your goals, to your wants, to your needs, your limitations, et cetera. Okay. Okay. So you're, you're running all that, that lead nurture, that initial setup process. Correct. And delegating them to your, to your team of trainers there behind it, which is, which is awesome, man. So yeah, that's cool. A lot of stuff there. I want to uh, touch on the, uh, the 10 pack model that you chose. Have you done that? Why do you go with the 10 pack as opposed to any other thousand ways to do it? So the 10 pack gets you a, into a good price point. Okay. It keeps you locked in to really get the full advantages of the training. I mean, one session really isn't going to help you. Right. 10, you can start seeing, hey, I am feeling better. My knees hurt a little less, what, you know, whatever the case may be. And that gets you the ability to re-up as you go. So you're not committed or locked in. And I didn't want people to feel like they were locked in they had to come here because they already paid for it. In the 10-pack model, they keep renewing, they keep feeling good about giving money, and they're not feeling like they're getting taken advantage of or locked into a contract that they no longer want to participate in. Okay, okay. Yeah, and like, obviously, keep, keeps us, I think, as trainers on our toes because we have to continually- Absolutely. Good job, and- uh, so a lot of pros to that, I think, from uh, just our performance standpoint and like showing we care and not just, you know. Uh, so, yeah, I like that approach for sure. Have you ever thought about changing that or are you guys are you pretty happy with how that's worked so far? Well, it's not broken. Don't fix it. Right. True, so true, yeah, I agree. I agree. It's, it's been working. It keeps yeah. people engaged. It keeps me engaged like you kind of touched on. You know, I'm earn, yeah. I look, I, I'm earning my money that every 10 sessions that, hey, they got to sign the check and hand it to me. And if right. I'm not doing my job, they're not going to do that. Right, right. Yeah. That's, that's the best part of that I like too, is just that, like what we just said, it keeps us on our toes, keeps us getting better and, uh, you know, um, putting our best foot forward, so to speak. So yeah, and I agree, man. Now to move on to like, yo, know, we get clients in the door hard enough to do that. We want to keep them for as long as we can. Right. So that retention piece is very important. Um, since you've been there like 14 years, man, what's like the life cycle of a client look like for you guys i have had most of my clients for years like i don't really get a ton of of kind of dropout so if you're there you i i sell the lifestyle you got to be committed to this you got to build the lifestyle you got to be about it all the time i'm seeing people who aren't going to go to the gym by themselves or aren't going to go with the frequency they need right. to Right. And they just made me or my facility a part of their lifestyle. Yep. Um, I've had clients. I still see them today. I'm seeing them. I've seen them today already that have been coming for over a decade. Nice. So awesome. it, it, it really is the, I get very few people who drop out. Yeah, that's great. Once they stick with me, they, they usually stick with me for a long while. And that's the same thing with kind of my subcontractors. Once they go there, once they start renting, Right. They usually don't leave. They stay there. They're seven, eight, nine years they've been there. 
that's awesome man and uh yeah obviously doing the personal training model it help it makes it easier for us to build that relationship which obviously lends to better attention which is great man so like with that uh with all that stuff being said where where are your members able to spend more money with you on top of that personal training package you guys do any nutrition or supplements or we, we yeah we definitely do some nutrition we do you have the option to buy some nutrition planning we do definitely build some nutrition into your training program but nice. we tried to be a kind of a one-stop shop for not i don't want to call it a flat fee but as for being a member there you're getting kind of everything included you know you're getting your cardio advice you're getting your strength training advice you're getting your nutrition advice all under one roof. Sure. Makes sense. Do one thing and do it really well. So that's, mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah. So, and like you said, if it's not fit, if it's not broke, maybe we don't look to fix that part of the equation. So with all that being said, man, uh, elite fitness PT been doing this 14 plus years. Where are you guys focused now on growth, you know, to serve more people over the next year, Ed, where's your mindset right now, like today, moving forward. So beyond, beyond getting another, you know more subcontractors in the space yeah. i've really branched off into buying and selling fitness equipment nice so the, the number one buyer of brand new fitness equipment is colleges and universities yeah every three years it's built right into their budgets they liquidate it yeah. i'm the guy who buys that and then i resell it into the marketplace i've mentioned i build out gyms for people i yeah. build out gyms for corporate facilities schools et cetera, et cetera. So that's kind of where I've been really branching out is the marketability of the fitness equipment after somebody buys it brand new. The cost breakdown is enormous between once I buy it new and three years later, the difference is, is unbelievable. So I've really tried to get not as knowledgeable as possible on the equipment, the service aspect. So we do service as well. So we'll service um, big colleges, police stations, schools, et cetera. So we do the whole service contracts as well. So not only do we sell equipment, we then service the equipment. And that's how we've been really trying to generate more and more revenue as we move forward. Yeah, man, that's really cool. I like that a lot. How have you been able to get like your name and what you're doing in that part of the business out to the, to the general public, to schools, to police departments? Kind of the same, the same. And I guess my tagline is if I wouldn't put it in my studio, I wouldn't bring it to you. Sure, so sure. you're getting top flight service. Yeah. I joke all the time, like it means more to me than it is to you when I bring the equipment to you. Right. It's going to be a flagship unit that's, we give you the same warranty the manufacturer gives you. We have yeah. the best technicians where if I'm not happy, it's not coming to you. Right. So we've right. really been able to generate word of mouth, the same, same way I built this other business, word of mouth the best service, the, the highest end, immediate contacts. You don't, I, I, you talk to me, the owner, you don't talk to a salesman. You don't talk to someone who's never going to talk to you again. You call me directly. So we've been able to build some real word of mouth that route. Um, we do some like on the marketplace selling of the equipment, but yeah. it is, and it is mostly like, Hey, we want you to get the best experience possible. And we're going to be able to do it for 60% less than a big fitness equipment company. And you talk to me, the, the owner, the whole time. Yeah. 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 That's big, man. Yeah, a lot of pros to that. And I just like that you're 
growing as an entrepreneur in the space. You know what I'm saying? And kind of re reinventing some things, adding some more services and like creating as many revenue streams as we can, because I think that's, that's the key. You know, if we can make, like I said earlier, if, if we can make money doing stuff we're passionate about, like that's awesome. And it's, absolutely, uh, it's stuff that really helps society uh, get fitter, healthier, uh, better all around. So like, I love it, man. So, Ed, I think it's a beautiful place to, to wrap this up. Where can the listeners check you out in your businesses online, social media, all that good stuff. So we're on Instagram. We are on, uh, obviously online elitefitnesspersonaltraining.com and we also have a facebook page so certainly check us out if you'd like to give us a follow and that's where we'll be beautiful man appreciate it and uh thank you so much for coming on ed we uh, wish you the best of luck man and continued success thank you so much for having me have a great have a great week you too brother and listeners we appreciate you guys as well please hit like and subscribe to be notified for future episodes and until next time gym lords we are out Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Alex Beck, and joining us on the show is Levi Sampley from CrossFit Inevitable out of Elizabethtown, Kentucky. What's going on, Levi? Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Doing good. Thanks for having me, Alex. Of course, of course. I'm excited to have you on. I know you just got started here a couple months ago, so excited to talk a little bit here about what you have going on and your plans for your facility this year. Um, but cool, let's not waste any time here. How, how did you get started? What is it that made you want to start with running your own fitness facility, your own CrossFit gym in specific? Yeah, so, you know, the the path is always like complicated and twisted to get to anything good, I feel like, but uh, I'll try to simplify it a little bit. Um, during uh, a shutdown, during the pandemic, um, we were having, uh, we, we have this, a decent home gym. So we we're having a few people come to our house okay. to work out and train during that time, friends. And, um, and so uh, after that, we kind of, uh, my wife and I had both been uh, members of a gym at that point. And um, we just kind of were seeing how much we enjoy just having the people there in our home working out with us and um one thing led to another and one of the other couples that uh were coming to our home they started talking started talking to us about how someday they would love to have a gym to start a crossfit gym 
And my wife, Charity, and I had talked about the same thing together, that someday, eventually, somewhere, you don't know when or where, that we would like to um, have a CrossFit gym and, and be part of moving the needle and helping people find health in their lives. And so when we started talking about it with this other couple, and their names are Robert and Tiffany, um, it, we kind of just saw that our visions for what we wanted were very, very similar. And we started having serious conversations about starting the gym and what that would look like. So kind of through the process of that and looking at options for leasing and building and doing you know, different options for space, we decided um, to start here in our home and to have a limited membership and limited class sizes, but go ahead and get the gym business up and running. So my background is uh, video production. Uh, that's my job, I'm self-employed uh, business owner uh, that has done video and film production for brands for the past, I guess, uh, 11 years. I've, I've, my brother and I started 11 years ago. So we worked with national global brands, GE, Valvoline, um, you know, a lot of the Sazerac spirits brands that you may have heard of, like um, Buffalo Trace or, um, you know, other brands, Heaven Hill Distillery and stuff like that. So um, I, I kind of know what all goes into the back end of making a business. And I knew right. that that's time consuming, it, but it's so critical, especially, especially from, um, the standpoint of establishing and uh, helping everybody that is involved in the business to um, understand what the kind of personality of the business is. What is that story? What is the message that we are giving people? Right. And we need consistency in that. And that takes time to kind of iron out and word out and be able to. Um, work through not to mention the logistics and of things setting up your LLC and getting a name to prove a name approved by CrossFit for an affiliation and um, all those other kind of you know more operational things that have to be done oh, mm -hmm. all right we got to have a waiver we got to have all you know all this stuff all that takes time so we decided that this year we wanted to go ahead and start it and work through those um, kind of operational processes and branding pieces uh, with a small limited number of people. Um, because we know that if the uh, product that we're offering is excellent, then there will be the demand for it and that the growth right. will be there. So we just kind of wanted to make sure that we had everything figured out and our feet underneath of us from all of those standpoints before we moved into uh, kind of the next phase. Yeah, yeah. And what are you guys really looking for in a commercial space? What does that look like to you? Because obviously you're in, you know, a thousand square foot space now. What is that that goal space look like to you? Is there a certain size that you want? Do you want to be able to offer certain services from within your facility? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, ideally, 
uh, our permanent space would, I think it would be somewhat of a unique facility uh, in terms of a CrossFit gym. Um, I've been to quite a few CrossFit gyms across the country and um, they're all unique, they're all special. And that's one of the beautiful things about the brand and the affiliation is the variety and the kind of personality that each person can bring to it, just like we are able to have one in our home. You know, that is such a unique experience um, to be able to offer people. Um, but, in that, but in that space, it's important to us that we have room and separation so that you can have more than just one class happening. Yeah, yeah. Right. right. There's room for kids area for kids class to be happening for, you know, other recreational activities. And, and so I'm not exactly sure where that place, if it exists or if it's going to have to be built. Um, but that's, you know, a great, a great welcome area separate from the gym where you mm. can get other things, you know, if it's nutritional needs or apparel or kind of other things like that that's just an okay. awesome place even if you're not a, a member of the gym to be able to come in and get things that you uh need in uh for your health journey um and the focus for all of those things for us is to be able to ultimately help people move toward health in their lives okay. right so um classes there's uh, there's so much to be had from a crossfit class as far as like moving better mindset like all of these areas that can be coached in there's opportunity to talk to people about their nutrition and their sleep habits and all of these things but at the end of the day you're you only have the time of that class with those however many people are in that class uh, divided by the amount of people that are in that class. And so it's important to us to be able to have the area outside where people can, um, we can dive into those things more uh, deeply. You know, let's, let's talk more about our habits, our mindset and our beliefs around things like food and around our health and um, help move people from where they are more to the fitness and to the health side of that, uh, you know, uh, a, a spectrum. Definitely. And I think it's really smart that you want to push into that direction. <clears throat> Something that I've noticed with so many CrossFit gyms that I've spoken to is they're starting to offer so many different types of services, you know, not just the group training model anymore. They're doing semi-private, private, nutrition, accountability. Some are selling supplements. So it's really crazy to see how, CrossFit is starting to diversify. And at the end of the day, it just gives you more room to not only give more value to your members and help them reach their goals, but have them give more value to you in the form of being able to diversify your revenue, make more money here. Um, what are kind of what are some of the milestones that, that you have to hit for you to be able to be like, okay, I'm ready to to move to this next facility to to get a commercial space. When you look at you know, what you have going on, going on right now, what are the milestones that you need to hit to get there? 
sorry, it's just, I, it wasn't storming before I started the podcast, and apparently it's like storming now. I just heard a giant clap of thunder. <laughs> no, 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 no worries. <laughs> Luckily, I didn't um, hear it. Did you, yeah, did you hear yeah. my question? Yes, yes, I did. Okay, okay. Um, so I think that the miles, the kind of the milestones for us are a little bit different because we're dealing with um, a little bit of unknowns for what that future permanent space looks like. So as far as getting the interim building built, uh, like we're just hoping to get that as soon as possible. And what that's going to allow us to do is to have uh, a larger class to have more members and to offer more services. Um, and so while we're able to um, use that, that's where that whole process of figuring out, okay, now where um where are we going from here like we've kind of looked around and looked at some properties and stuff like that but okay now we now we need to take a serious look at that and kind of um put more dedicated numbers to it if, if that makes sense we've kind yeah. of ballparked everything right now um okay. okay and so for us it's kind of more about like maximizing our inner our, our interim facility Okay. And then finding the perfect place. And whenever we find the perfect place, we're we're not rushing out. We don't have like it has to be at the end of 2024 or what you know whatever it is. We're it will be more of an organic process of like um kind of moving through that. Yeah, yeah. I'm basically just kind of transferring members from one location to your actual commercial space. Um Okay, cool. Yeah. So, so you're offering mostly group training, like most CrossFit facilities. Um, that kind of leads me to my next question here about how many members are you currently serving right now? Uh, currently, I think we're between uh, five and 10 members. Definitely. And, and so you're sitting at about five to 10 members, just got started a couple months ago. I do always okay. like to ask, is that a number that you want to stop at? Or are you trying to hit the gas right now and see some new faces? So there's very little gas being applied, applied to it right at this moment, mostly because currently in our home, we can only facilitate about four people per class. Okay. And how many classes are you? Is. Okay. How many classes are you able to hold a day? Or do you? Hold? We're able to hold, th we, we hold three classes a day. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Three afternoon classes. And so, um, so we're just kind of like uh, the people that are here are people that just came in. They're not people that we went out and, and found were looking for, yeah, found or right. advertised in or anything like that. And so more people come, that'll be, that's great. And I know that they will, um, but we're not ready to hit the gas. We just started, let's see here. It's uh, June. We basically just started at the end of last month, like establishing even a social media presence whatsoever. Right. Um, right. And so as that can kind of continues to grow and build, I know there will be more exposure in our local area through that without, you know, I, I don't consider that marketing um, if it's not paid advertising. Hey, right, organic. Just, yeah, and, uh, and if it's not like purposely like, hey, we're posting for the purpose of bringing people in. And that's okay. not what we're doing right now. We're posting for the purpose of establishing the brand okay. on social media so that then we can make kind of campaigns and and people when people come to 
but social media, they can get a clear picture of who we are, kind of at a glance. Um, and so that process of ramping up and, and kind of putting the foot to the gas pedal probably will not really happen until the interim building is done. Okay. What's the timeline? That. Is it being built already? What's the timeline look for your interim building? Yeah, so we have um, footers in the ground. And I was hoping to have it done sometime in August, but it's been two months and I still haven't been able to get the concrete for the walls. There's like a cement short shortage. Um, and uh, yeah, just uh, once I get past the, um, can get the foundation in completely, then uh, it'll be relatively quickly. Okay. But uh, I've got, we're hung up there. And and you're doing three classes a day right now. Is that more so based off time constraint for yourself as the owner slash trainer? Or is it most, more so because you don't have enough members to, to do more classes at a time or do no, more classes throughout the day? Yeah, no, it is. Um, that's solely on just the time, the time that we are wanting to dedicate to classes versus to the brand or to our other things going on in life currently right right at this moment okay okay definitely definitely and so what's kind of your process at least so far for getting the members that you do have it has it mostly been like a like a word of mouth community outreach to, to get the members you have yeah somewhat some people um <clears throat> i say a couple were already aware of like that we had a home gym and had been here before and had visited some people had reached out just because my wife and I have been in a part of the CrossFit community and part of um my wife has been a coach for a long time and so she has a strong presence um as a coach that people come to her um looking for whether it's nutrition coaching or um other types of coaching but um and then I would say, yeah, I would say there were just kind of mostly, well, and then there were some, a couple of people, just a conversation that I had, um, that Charity and I had with um, someone that we just met in an event in, uh, here locally in town that we had didn't know. And we just started talking to them and they just started saying how they were looking for something new. They were looking for some kind of strength and conditioning program that would be different than what they were doing now. And mm -hmm. we just said, well, just come over and work out with us. Just see, see what you think and see if you like it. Mm -hmm. um, and that person brought someone else. And, you know, so um, yeah, just, uh, just a very organic kind of growth process. And I always like to ask CrossFit people this, uh, Levi, what, what's your stance on, you know, kind of digital marketing or, you know, lead gen in order to bring in new members, because I know once upon a time, CrossFit, the brand really sold itself, right? Like you used to be able to, to climb up to 200 members just by having the CrossFit name, but it's kind of switched over the years here. So at least for you, when you look at, you know, eventually you're going to get a bigger facility, need more members, have to fill up classes. What are your ideas of or thoughts of how you're going to do that? So I think that generating leads and all of that is a very important process that advertising marketing that is all necessary part of owning and operating a business if you wanted to grow 
if you want to continually climb. Um, but none of it is worth anything if you don't have a clear message for the public of who you are, what you're doing, and are actually providing an excellent service yeah, that you yeah, say yeah. that you are. You can't just say, hey, I'm, I, this, we, we focus on excellence. I don't even, what does that even mean? You know, right. I need, it needs to exist and it doesn't need to be something that, that I had to tell you about. It's something that you already know because you, for the most part, we're probably going to be talking to people that have some familiarity with the brand just because the city um, that we're in is a population of about 60,000 people. I think a daytime population of a hundred thousand, it's small. And so um, people know for the most part what's going on um, or if there's a new business or something like that. Um, and so just, I, I think that it like, to me, I see it very clearly is just a very, it, you must establish a strong foundation of actual excellence being executed. From that, you can then launch into advertising, sharing, um, generating leads, and all of those things are, are very, very important, but not without the base. I agree. I, I always tell people that as, you know, business owners in the fitness industry, we don't necessarily sell fitness, right? We sell results. We sell a lifestyle. So it's important that from within your facility that, that you're providing those, right? That you have the community, that you're providing the results for your members. You have a good product, proof of product. Um, now, now for you, I know you just got started a couple months ago. Do you guys really have like a sales system or what's really your process? Let's say I'm interested in, you know, working with you guys and becoming a member. What's your process from turning me into just an interested lead into a paying member? Yeah, so right now, um, the way that that process looks is if uh, Alex, you say, hey, I, I'm kind of interested. I've thought about trying CrossFit and would like to know more. You say, hey, that's awesome. Come and work out with us. Just come and try it come and try it um what day this week works uh, and it doesn't even have to be during class time if you want to just come in and that's one of the benefits that we have right now of being such a small small facility and small operation is that we can offer very personalized um kind of uh, actions like that um but then uh before you would come we would send you a uh, we would send you a kind of a health history form that would go over like all right uh, are you working out currently just give us some information about you right um so that we can best help um and and coach you when you're here and then sign a waiver and just experience it just Pure as that. Like we believe and have seen it time after time and um, over over years is that if if someone will come and actually give it a chance and experience it, is that um, you would have to basically just say, look, I know this is awesome, but I just don't want to do it and mm -hmm. walk away. Mm -hmm. You know, like um, 
it's it's pretty clear. Um, and so then after that, uh, if you express more interest and want to come back, you know, then we will do a more detailed questionnaire that has a lot of more information about like what your goals are, what do you want to accomplish? Is it weight loss? Is it muscle mass? Is it you just want to be able to feel better and kind of dig into that a bit more? Um, and then they uh, and then you would sign up just uh, through our payment portal that we have on our website, mm. and um, then all of our gym management, like the workouts and announcements and all of that stuff is run through an online platform called SugarWad, okay. where okay. Uh, we can manage the kind of the details of that. So you get into that system, you can see the day, the, the workout of the day with notes and log your scores and fist bump, you know, other members and tell them good job on their workout and great effort. And, uh, or and you can, you, oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. And then in that, we also have the um, ability to host a bunch of different tracks. So like right now we're doing a four week nutrition challenge. Okay. You can go to the, the challenge and you can log, you know, how many fruits and vegetables you had today and kind of have a whole effort around that also. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. And do you guys do like an onboarding class? I, I know a lot of CrossFit facilities, they'll do like the first consultation, maybe a 30 minute free trial workout. And then after that, mm -hmm. they put them into an onboarding class. Is that something you guys do? Yes. A variation of that. It kind of looks like um, three personal training sessions where we go over the uh, foundational movements uh, in CrossFit that those, once you kind of learn the foundation of these movements, right, they carry right. over into the yeah. other movements. It's, um, it's kind of a hard balance and it's actually something that I really, really am excited about and passionate about figuring out the best system for, mm -hmm. because I don't feel like an onboarding I don't know. There's a few different ways to do it. And I don't like all of it. Right. Like, I don't like the complete one of any of those things. I like little pieces of each of them. And I'm trying to figure out how to put them together because a lot of gyms do an onboarding to where it's like a class that let's say it's a special class. And once they get a certain amount of people sign up or they do it, like we do it every two weeks, then, okay, you, you're signing up at the beginning of the month. Sorry, you have to wait for two weeks before you can start your membership because okay. that's when our onboarding happens. Or you need to wait until we get two more people to sign up so you can start your onboarding. And I, I just don't, I just don't like, ha like encouraging people to wait when they're ready. So I don't like that model, but I like the efficiency of that model of grouping the new people together to be able to then be in a class which is what yeah. they're going to experience you want that community you want that camaraderie you don't want to like hey here's your first exposure to crossfit you're alone you know um that's really not ideal and so um but you can't really it doesn't make logistical sense to do everybody as an individual one-on-one -on -one session because right. then you're using up a ton of time just onboarding people in the class which is okay but then you're missing out on the community and those things and so right, there's right. there that's what I'm, we're also one of the things that we're working on is finding that balance of like 
maybe it's that you have a, se a separate coach that is taking people through the movement at the same time that the class is like warming up and stuff. And then, all right, let's go over and join the class for the workout and I'll stay with you and we'll go through these movements at maybe a little bit slower pace with the class. Like, okay. I think there's a, a combo there that works. It's not something that we, is like, um, that we, we have to figure out right now, but right. something that we're definitely moving through and, and testing here to like figure out a good process for. Yeah, and definitely important to have that process, right? A part of the the whole thing of, you know, being able to to want to to help people, help people reach their goals, change their lives, is be able to get more members in at more of a mass scale. And and what comes in part of that is being able to to sell them essentially, right? And having a process that not only addresses their goals and what they're looking for, but also gives them a taste of what CrossFit's going to be like. Um, with the current sales process that you do have, have you been, is this what you've been using on, you know, the 10 clients that you have now? So they basically went through the system you're doing now? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Okay. And the you, first one or two, we built the system around them. Okay. And, and do you track like your, because I, I know it's a, a little bit smaller scale right now, but also easier, right? Do you track your numbers, like your conversion rate or you know, the amount of leads you get on a monthly basis through word of mouth? Are you able to track those? I haven't yet, but it will okay. definitely be something that, that we start. I'm also in the process of finding a really good CRM? gym. Yeah, yeah, but um, but I haven't found a one, like one fits all package yet. I found like, well, here's a good one for this aspect and this one's good for this and I'm trying to kind of weigh out which is best for, you know, people class check-ins versus, you know, uh, the viewability of looking at the workout of the day and stuff. So mm. that's also kind of one to settle on a um, a, a good uh, management platform. Then I will dive into like, okay, now let's use this to, you know where our leads are coming through here our um kind of marketing is tied in with this and we can track everything that'll be a okay. part of that yeah yeah and I, I always like to bring up at least numbers a little bit because it's not a, a bad thing that that you know people don't track numbers or they don't keep track of certain things at the end of the day it just teaches you or it shows you one what you're doing well out and two things that you can improve on um, even yeah. three, the things you're doing well at that you should press hard more on, like even mm -hmm. when it comes to your sales process, if you want to test out a couple different things, tracking the numbers would be beneficial to that, you know, so at least you could see the conversion rate, like, okay, let's go this route, this is working more people seem to be, you know, closing more turning into members more when we take them down this sales process. Um, but yeah, so so I know we're chugging along here, but but would you say it's within your goals or plans to maybe eventually hire more of a staff or have a team from within your facility? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and what's your um, you know, I guess your goal timeline here because I know I know you have you have a route that you want to take, right? You want to get to this interim, having this interim facility, eventually get your own facility. What do you think is a reasonable timeline timeline in your head where you think you could accomplish that? 
Um, reasonable in my head is probably somewhere in the two to three to five year range. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. And, and a question that I do like to ask here, um, just because I think it's good for you to reflect on even the past couple months that you've been a gym owner, but what was the most difficult part of running and starting up your business? Um, well, the most difficult part, I think with any business, because this is, um, second or third business now, um, for me is like, depending on what stage of life you're in balancing, um, the other aspects of your life with the new right. business, new business is so demanding. There's so much to be done and there's so much low hanging fruit, fruit that's just easy to just go and just yeah. Yeah. wipe it out. I mean, um, you can, I can really just eat up a lot of time. Just, yeah, let's fine tune the website and let's work on this. And uh, we need photography and we need these and we need, you know, building that image of the brand. Yeah. In addition to that's all forward facing. What about the back facing? Like, okay, the processes that we're going to use for onboarding for, you know, uh, sign up for um, cancellations for all of that. Um, but uh, we have two small kids, uh, one year old and a two year old. Mm. Um, I have my, um, my, uh, my kind of full-time job if you will, with uh, video production, my brother. Um, and so just kind of balancing those and being able to recognize priorities with those and say that you don't have to have everything right now. I just have to be able to have a plan for what I, I uh, for where I want to go and then prioritize those steps along the way to get there and work on them a little bit by a little bit, um, or in whatever size chunks you, you need to in order to make it happen. Right. And, and that'll always be an issue. I don't think the responsibility will, uh, will ever leave it. And I'm, I'm sure you know that now being a business owner and having businesses and bef businesses before that, uh, that pressure, at least level of responsibility will always be kind of on your shoulders. So at least what's your plan to combat that? Or do you have any are you the only trainer? I, I know you and the wife train. Do you have two other partners? Do they train as well? Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, train. Do you say train or coach? Coach. Oh, sorry. Um, Either or. Yes, they do. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, my I would say that my wife is the uh, currently the primary coach. She okay. has the most coaching experience and um, has been doing that for a long time. I'm secondary. I have different perspectives and certain things that I'm good at and understand well for being able to coach people on and stuff like that. And then our other partners are also coaching. Yes. Okay. Okay. And Levi, if you could wave a magic wand here, right? Let's say a magic business wand, have your business be in the exact position that you want it. Um, what would that really look like to you? The perfect yeah. CrossFit facility in your eyes. Yeah, absolutely. It would look like um, a, first of all, a, an amazing community, which um, is focused on uh, growth, discipline, and creating freedom in our lives, freedom around our health. 
freedom around nutrition, nutrition and movement and our, our bodies and, and everything that comes around us that focuses on all aspects of health, not just movement or not just lifting or uh, the way that we eat, but that focuses on our mindset, um, uh, you know, our, our spiritual side um, and gives people um, education and resources for those. So be um, a leader, an industry leader in our community, not for a gym, but for health. That is um, a business that is recognized not in kind of like the, the sense of sometimes you think about um, businesses in the community taking, they're just taking uh, from the kind of the standpoint of like, um, they are taking from the community, like getting members. All they're doing is receiving from there, but one that is giving, giving education, giving resources, it is giving people opportunity that wouldn't be able to um, have a membership or be a part of um, a very high class, um, well established gym because of the cost of the membership or something like that. Um, it would be, you know, and having a kind of a nonprofit arm of the business also to provide more for people, uh, more access for people. Um, and I think that kind of more on the operational side, it would be an, an amazing place, an amazing facility that is well run, that is professional, that is excellent in everything that it provides, that offers uh, more outlets than just um, a CrossFit class that has rock climbing, that, you know, bouldering and activities and yoga and um, a kids area and kids classes and um, nutrition. And um, I can see it very clearly in my mind, um, and, for sure. And what do you think is like the biggest I guess bottleneck that you're facing right now from getting because you obviously you know care about about care a lot about helping people and changing lives. What do you think is the biggest bottleneck that's holding you back from being able to help people at more of a of a mass scale like you want? Um, I'd say the bottleneck will be um, will eventually be. I'm not sure if it will be which one will come first, the space or finding the right people to coach mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. and start to come in, like the, the right staff. Both I'm not sure which of those will come first. Both equally important, right? I mean, how would it, how would it at least like change your business and, and your life if you are able to, you know, move to the space you want, provide all the services you want, have more members? You said, how would it change? How would it change the business in general for, I guess, you know, for you and your, you and the wife, right? How, how would that, you know, affect you guys and be able to, to change your life, change your business? Um, I'm not sure. Um, I, I feel like it would be very rewarding to kind of see that. Um, but it would be rewarding because of the process. Um, that it takes to get there. I think yeah. that what we're doing now is um, 
is extremely fulfilling because we know that we are um, able to uh, not just help people to be able to make a difference in their lives. Yeah. yeah. Um, or at least give them that opportunity. And uh, that for something uh, for us, that's something that is very special and something that we love and that we um, that we have experienced ourselves um through crossfit that it is um something that changed our lives and so just the ability to be able to now give that to other people regardless of if it's one or if it's a you know 300 um it is uh it's 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 very fulfilling and and, uh we love doing it I love it. I love it. And, and I think that's a pretty good place to start to wrap things up on this episode, Levi. But before we do sign out of here, please give a shout out to your website, Instagram page, Facebook, anything you want, yeah. just so the listeners can find some more info on you and your gym. Yeah, absolutely. Our website is CrossFitInevitable.com. And the same for our Instagram and Facebook, just CrossFit Inevitable. Um, and you can, uh, yeah, we encourage people to follow us there, see what we're doing, and uh, shoot us, uh, shoot us a message. Even if um, you're nowhere, even remotely in the area, just let us know that uh, that you saw us. And if you ever drive through Kentucky, going through I-65, we're right on the the side of the interstate by the exit. Stop by and see us. Yes, sir. Levi Sample, you guys, from CrossFit Inevitable out of Elizabethtown, Kentucky. I appreciate you once again, brother. And as for the listeners, don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you are interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.